Hello, moms. I hope you're enjoying the conclusion to your holiday season. Winter, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas are my favorite time of year. So I gave myself December off because I am a really good boss. And I wanted to do something a little different with this show. I want to share my story from corporate workhorse to mompreneur. So if this is your first time stopping by the channel, welcome. I'm Jody the mom from lifeunbox.blog and this is a place where we talk about all things mompreneur, from raising your kids to running a business and the most important one, keeping your sanity. So I wanted, like I said, I wanted to um, share more of my story. If you read the About the Mom page, uh, and they say that's usually the most read page on a blog, then you know a little bit of where I started my career in New York City, moving to where we are today, yada, yada. But I wanted to go more in depth with you and share not just chronological events, but the thoughts and feelings behind these events. So let's start at the beginning. You don't need to go to college to be successful. So I grew up in a military family, and yes, I've been to 46 states, including Alaska and Hawaii. I actually made it to 44 of those states before I was 15. So if I had attended a brick and mortar high school, I would have gone to three different ones um, during my high school years. So thankfully, I was homeschooled. And in the 90s, this was a very avant-garde way to school. Most people didn't understand it, didn't agree with it, and thought there was no opportunity for socialization. And I have a video for you on that one. I will link it in the description below. But this lifestyle really played an important role in who I am today. So I wasn't afraid to live in a new place, for sure. And I knew how to learn outside of the standard of teaching. And all of these things brought me to where I am today. So instead of going to an accredited college, I attended an unaccredited Bible school. And this is where I met my husband. So yes, bonus. And it was through the internship with them that I ended up living in New York City. So for my internship, I literally lived off Broadway because housing was provided. I wasn't paying for it. So I was able to watch the ball drop on New Year's Eve from the warmth and comfort of where I lived. And yes, we did wave to the freezing people on the street below us. <clears throat> it's kind of fun. So after my internship, I was offered a job, which was a very good thing because I was getting married to a New Yorker and we were going to stay. <laughs> so, um, so I know like right now I'm giving you more chronological events and I promise I am going to deliver on the emotions and feelings behind all of these events. So what I mentioned just now, all of this was so exciting, sometimes scary, not always a great place to live. I have lived in places where we counted down the days until we were getting transferred. So, but the one thing that we could always be confident in was that it could change in a few months. <laughs> that uh, we was 
we were always confident about. So we could always depend on if we hated a place, it was going to change. And if we liked a place, it was still going to change. So this homeschool Bible school valedictorian is now living in New York City. And it was an exciting time to be living at the crossroads of the world. That is, of course, until I had to move out of Manhattan and travel into the city by bus and then by train. The glamour of the city quickly, quickly faded with the reality of day-to-day living. So I was starting my first career job in New York City and getting married. So this was super exciting until I discovered something about my chosen field. And I will say this, it wasn't exactly like I was thinking, yes, this is what I wanted to do. It was, hey, we have a job for you and this is what it is if you want to take it. And of course, like I said, we were saying I needed a job. So yes, I did take it. So I discovered something about this particular job. I hated it. I was very much a square peg in a round hole. So doing the same things every day just did not fit my personality. I like to be challenged. I like to figure out new things. And accounting did not offer these options to me. So I honestly, I felt trapped. New York City is a very expensive place to live. And it wasn't an option not to work. And here's the deal. I liked working in the same place as my husband. I cared about the mission and vision of the work of our workplace. And but I just hated my job. Have you been there, moms? <laughs> I think probably we all have it to some degree. So, have you ever been in a job where you just felt trapped and couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel? Or at least the light you saw looked like an oncoming train. The thought of doing this for the rest of my life brought so much dread to my heart. And okay, I know this sounds very dramatic, but I promise to get into the thoughts and feelings. So this is what I was feeling at this moment. So I'm married. I've been working in accounting for a year. And we found out we were pregnant with our first child. And this was exciting and nerve-wracking. I'm living in New York City, working full-time, riding the subway every day, and let me tell you, those subway stairs, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Nine months pregnant climbing those things, and we had extra stairs at our station. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, and now we're going to have a baby. But no big deal, right? All the other moms do it. They're able to drop their kids off at daycare and then work on in high-pressure jobs. I could do it too. Piece of cake. Our baby boy arrives, and all the emotions that come with a first child flood our hearts. You know what I discovered? That the other moms just didn't tell me. I didn't want someone else to raise my child. I wanted to be the one that spent the most time with him So for the last week of my maternity leave, I think I did cry every day. It did help that our office provided childcare for us. So he was just one floor below us and I could still go during the day and feed him. So although this was the best of an unpleasant situation, like I understand, so I'm not um, 
knocking any of that. We had childcare provided. It was the best of a situation that I would just prefer not to have been in at all, but hey, that's life. Because I still wanted to be the one to raise him. I wanted to be the one that he took his first steps towards. I wanted to be the recipient of all of his baby smiles. This feeling didn't change with the passage of time. Did I get used to it? Of course. We can, we can adapt and adjust, and adjust to our circumstances and do what we need to do. Of course. But I was hoping to change it all the time. So a funny thing happened when I was out on maternity leave, enjoying all of my baby snuggles and the freedom of being a stay-at-home mom. I was hired for another job. (laughs) So still with the same organization, just in a different department and a totally different role. And I was so excited to get out of the same thing every day grind. This new job offered challenges and something new. In this job, I overhauled the job description that I was given, and I also overhauled my boss's job description because I was able to do a whole lot more or at least figure out how to do it. So yeah, I totally was able to turn this job uh, on its head. And so that's what I did. Okay, so let's fast forward a bit. I know I've given more chronological events, but it is necessary to now, um, for the context of uh, feelings and thoughts and all of these things that go through, that were going through my mind as a work from home mom. So we're going to shift gears um, and I'm just going to lump. Um, all of our jobs together. Because even though we worked for different organizations and we had different job descriptions, um, they all had the same founder and were essentially connected. So we're just going to, at this point on, I'm just going to move forward and lump everything together, lump all these jobs together and talk about thoughts and feelings as a working mom and So the first thing I want to talk about is the culture of a company matters. And as I was writing through this and thinking through it, I was thinking, I'm sure Simon Sinek has a video on company culture and how important it is. And although I didn't go searching for it, I can imagine what he would say. And what he would say would be the exact opposite of the company cultures we worked in. So the cultures could be described as the last man out the door was the most faithful and dedicated. And if you left the office on time, like quitting time was six o'clock or whatever it was, people looked at you and asked why you were leaving so early. So basically our lives were consumed by our jobs. Because again, my husband and I worked together. Um, The whole time I worked in an office, we worked together So this and your life being consumed by your job was seen as a good thing. If your life wasn't consumed by what you did, then there was something wrong with you. So my goal with stating all of this and uh, sharing this with you is not to point out the flaws of these organizations. Because like I said, they provided daycare. There was a lot of good things, but uh, the culture of a company 
matters. And I want to give some context to the thoughts and feelings that were going on. Like I was told that my job was 24 seven. So that's just a point of fact. Um, and so that brings us to, can you be a workaholic and a good mom? It is almost impossible to do both. Eventually something has to give. So most days we would leave for work before eight and we would return um, around eight o'clock at night. So needless to say, this was unsustainable, especially when we got to the point of having three small children. Uh, and it was a very unhealthy way to live and to raise our kids. But what could we do? We needed the income. We really couldn't move. And it wasn't an option to work from home. Now, most of the time I did enjoy my job. I did enjoy, um, what I was doing. Um, but the one thought still remained with me throughout all of this. And that is, I wanted to be home with my kids. There was no way that my career or my job, no matter how much I liked it, was ever going to numb this feeling or uh, get rid of this feeling. It was a persistent uh, feeling and something that I was uh, looking try and trying to figure out what we can do to, to get into a better position so that I could actually work from home. So before our kids were even in elementary school, we decided that by middle school, we wanted to be able to homeschool our kids. That was the goal. And to be honest, I had no idea how this was going to happen. I was totally clueless. I just knew that that's what we wanted to aim for. And I had no idea how we were going to get there. To be honest, I didn't even have any hope that we actually would. So I thought we would be stuck on the hamster wheel forever. No end in sight. So I know, I know, a bit dramatic, but again, that's how I felt. I remember those intense feelings and even the tears of crying because I felt like I was, a, I was on a hamster wheel and there was no way we were getting off of it. So sometimes it just doesn't matter if the facts are on your side. So by the time baby number four made his grand entrance, I was asking more and more intently to work from home. So we were now living in a place that wasn't as expensive as New York City. So the possibility of changing our circumstances was actually an option now. So the hamster wheel was, there was looking like there was an exit from it. But every time I asked about working from home, it was shot down. It didn't matter that I could prove that I was more productive working from home, which I was. Changing the way something has always been done is never easy even if the facts are on your side. So you got to make some plans. It was obvious that I would not be able to keep my current job and work from home. So I needed to figure out how to go out on my own. And at the time, virtual assistants were becoming more prevalent. So this was about seven, maybe eight years ago, just the planning part of this. It was becoming more prevalent, but still not uh, well-known. So I decided that I was going to start working towards creating my own virtual assistant business. So I began by building a website, figuring out the services that I could offer, and figuring out how to do this in general. 
we needed to prepare before we took the leap. And if you're in that place that uh, you're really struggling with the hamster wheel and looking for an exit strategy, then I did talk about, I did a three-part series on how to start a virtual assistant business, and I will leave those links below so that you can get started. Even if the exit is a few years down the road, you need to start at some point. So today is a good day to do that. So I'm not going to paint a picture of rainbows and Skittles for you because doing this is scary. I am a chicken by nature. Anyone else with me on that one? One thing that being a entrepreneur has taught me is that I actually don't mind being second to someone else. I don't mind making someone else's ideas happen. I really don't. But the same loyalty that I show, I expect it to be returned. Treat me well, and I will be your best asset. And so, since I work independently now and make my own ideas happen, and I select my clients very carefully, you know how that has worked out. So, what can I say? At least uh, I have the freedom now to make my ideas happen and also the freedom to really choose who I want to work with. So, the people that I do work with are awesome. So, I'm having all of these thoughts having all of these feelings. I want to figure out how to get off the hamster wheel. And then it happened. I was laid off. Yes, sometimes we are handed lemons. At this point, I was really trying to decide whether to make lemonade or to freeze the lemons and throw them at the people who deserved it. So yeah, hey, those are the thoughts and feelings. Let's just be real. I didn't say I said I was not going to give you rainbows and Skittles. I was going to give you the raw emotion. So instead of looking for a different job, I decided to try this virtual assistant thing. And let me tell you, it was not easy. So as I'm trying to build my own business, I am also applying to other jobs because we needed to make, uh, we need, I needed to be making an income by the time my severance was up. I had three months severance. So everything was on an accelerated schedule. So I either needed to find a job or I needed to have a client. So our daycare options were also no longer available to us. So I had to either figure out, so I had to figure out how to work from home or find a new day, day find a new daycare and job, which was something I did not want to do anymore. So yes, I was totally stressed and freaked out. I was actually trying to, pl- to apply at um, hospitals around here so I could work the night shift and then my husband would be home like trying to figure this out. All of this out was just very stressful and I was praying hard during these times and yes I am a Christian so I have to say that God was so faithful during this time because I got my client two and a half my first client two and a half months in to my three months severance package. And it was enough hours to meet our minimum budget. So it did not replace my income. And I was not expecting that. I think after seven years, I think I might be up to the place where uh, I'm actually replacing my full-time income. But my goal was never to replace my income. It was always to 
make enough to meet our budget and work fewer hours. So that has been wildly successful. Mom, I'm not going to diminish your thoughts and feelings and just tell you just to work harder at this thing. It's not easy, but it can be done. Yes, your feelings will rage and that's okay. They say that hindsight is always 2020. So after more than seven years of doing this, I now run two businesses, this blog, including the podcast and YouTube channel, and my virtual assistant business. I am published, I've spoke at conferences, and I've created the life I've always wanted. And that was to be home with my kids and to be the biggest influence in their lives. That, was the, that is defining success on my own terms. But it wasn't easy. I've asked myself so many times if I can really do this. And sometimes the answer, <laughs> I answer myself and say, no. Um, but again, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I can tell you with confidence that it can be done. So just remember, if you are starting out, don't compare your beginning with somebody else's middle. I'm in the middle now. I'm not at the beginning. So what I want to offer to you is the wisdom and knowledge that I've gained from where I'm at right now. So it takes work and there are a a lot of emotional stages to building a business. I will leave the link below, but you can do it. Mom, this has been a very honest post about my story. And if you still have questions, um, I would love to try and answer them. So feel free to let me know. If you don't want to leave them in the comments below, hop on over to lifeunbox.blog and you can contact me privately through the website. And I would be happy to uh, take the time to answer any questions you may have. My whole goal with sharing, um, I guess, a little bit more in depth was that no matter how long it takes you, you can define success on your own terms. And even if it takes you five years, six years to do so, because that's actually it may have been 10 years from the point of my first son being born to when we finally reached the point that I was able to work from home and homeschool. It was 10 years. So that is not a short time frame. And I was not patient always with the timeline, even though I had no idea how it was going to end. And so I thought the end was always going to be the hamster wheel, but it did change. And so I want to encourage you with that is that no matter how long it takes, it can change. If you are ready to dip your toes into the waters of entrepreneurship or a mompreneurship, then download your free 20 page workbook on how to, how to start a business without a niche. And you can break free from the nine to five, be your own boss, raise your kids and enjoy your life. Mom, I am so glad you joined me today. If you want to help spread the word, be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, remember, for more great entrepreneur content, check out lifeunboxed.blog. And I will see you in the next video.